மனநம் நிதித்தியாசனம் லிசன் ரிஃப்ளெக்ட் அண்ட் அப்சாப் டியர் லிஸ்னர்ஸ் சாய்ராம் அண்ட் வெல்கம் டு அவர் ரேடியோ சீரீஸ் இன் விச் அ டிவைன் டிஸ்கோர்ஸ் டெலிவர்ட் பை பகவான் இஸ் பிளேட் இன் ஸ்மால் பார்ட்ஸ் அண்ட் ஃபாலோயிங் ஈச் பார்ட் அ ஷார்ட் டிஸ்கஷன் இஸ் அண்டர் டேக்கன் டு ரிஃப்ளெக்ட் ஆன் த மெசேஜ் This is a part of Radio Sai's Thursday Live, hosted by Sai Prakash and Prem, every Thursday at 7.30pm, only on Asia's stream of Radio Sai Global Harmony. In today's episode, which was first broadcast live on 19th September 2013, Mr. Suresh Rao, a member of Radio Sai team, participated as a guest. The discourses undertaken for study in this program are from the series of discourses delivered as part of the summer course in Indian culture and spirituality 1990 the clips played today are from the discourse delivered on 25th of may 1990 sir i'm dear listeners this is prem from team radio sai welcoming you to yet another episode of our weekly series shravanam mananam nidhyasanam we begin this program by offering our most humble pranams at bhagwan's lotus feet for giving us this beautiful opportunity to listen to his wonderful discourses especially this series we are starting the 1990 samako series is so elaborate and it goes as we have said many times before layer by layer unraveling things starting with the gross body going to the subtle and subtler mind senses and the various other tools that the human kind has been bestowed with to reach its goal as it happens every week i'm joined by brother sai prakash of team radio sai and as it happened last week we have the company of suresh rao sir with us to take us through this segment sai ram sai prakash and sai ram sir the last discourse which he completed the sixth discourse in the series was on the mind hold the reins the discourse which we are going to embark on today is again on the minds what swami calls it uh, the vagaries of the mind true and uh, you know the famous statement swami always says mind is like a mad monkey <laughs> and uh, sometimes i think it depends on how uh, intensely swami wants to put it forth sometimes swami says mind is like a mad monkey sometimes he has said that mind is like a drunk mad m- monkey <laughs> and sometimes he has said it's a mad monkey which is drunk and it has been stung by a scorpion <laughs> oh okay <laughs> that's amazing and you know looking at it this concept i mean this uh, study of the mind is is something which has fascinated mankind for a long time the whole field of psychology is actually about the mind you know psyche is the i think latin word for mind and psychology is all about that and if we look at psychology it's taken some form only as late as the 17th century Okay. and sigmund freud and all that yes. all these people came but to look at it for the east in the patanjali's yoga sutra i think is one of the earliest scriptures which have dwelled into the depths of the mind and people who have read both say that still modern psychology has a long way to catch up correct because as we were talking to gp sir he was telling the reason why they're not able to replicate in machines the human mind is because you have not understood the human mind correct you cannot replicate something which you don't have complete knowledge about that's true and the mind as we have seen and how swami has described 
is the cause for bondage and liberation but there's something very interesting about the mind which you know on a little bit of analysis uh, how the mind really inspires possibly you could think of it as a lower mind and a higher mind a lower mind is one that you use for your daily actions or your daily life but think of a symphony think of an artist think of something very creative or think of something very scientific and you know uh, invention or a discovery i'm sure they are tapping in into higher levels of the mind where the mind as we say is inspired by the buddhi as inspired by the intellect and um, i mean if you just take a piece of art Uh, if you take uh, something like uh, michelangelo's pita for example um means he has just seen that whole piece of marble and he has already seen that uh, statue carved there and um, you know the speciality of that piece because i had read about it mm-hmm. is the mother's face is so young it's younger than actually the christ's face okay see mother mary's face right. is depicted younger than christ's face that is because he believes that that is a s- symbolism of motherhood which will never grow old you know the symbolism of motherhood that uh, has taken the uh, christ's body on her lap and uh, i mean these are things uh, i would say are really inspired by intellect and they come from the heart actually because uh, this is not depiction of an event this goes beyond that yes as you said <laughs> intuition plays an important part very true very true if you see even in the life of the scientists who have come out with inventions and discoveries like you said kekulius theory in uh, the be- right. your chemist you know he has yeah. it in the dream benzene ring he was struggling to find out the actual uh, structure of structure of benzene correct correct and one fine day suddenly by inspiration he saw the whole benzene ring in front of his eyes you know mm. and he shouted just like archimedes shouted eureka mm. when he found the principle true, of you know, the a common debate in the scientific circle is because most of the inventions and discoveries are, are serendipitous mm-hmm. accidental true. so is there anything which is done consciously <laughs> or is everything uh, just received it's just an accident the whole of science is it a combination of all accidents I think Louis Pasteur made that statement. He said, "Luck favors a trained mind." Oh, okay. So he said, "Unless your mind is trained, you mm. will not be there to capitalize on that moment of accident or, or that uh, chance." That's very true because how many people before Newton saw the apple falling? Absolutely, <laughs> it is actually the uh, higher mind that is intuition uh, which fulfills reason, you know, and yet arises uh, above reason. That is how that uh, discoveries come from a uh, higher region, actually. in fact i think uh, yogananda also writes about this concept he says how is that that all scientists in a period of time thought that the earth was flat mm. then almost you can see a development of collective consciousness where they all say that no no the earth is round all of them when they were said at a point they said geocentric the whole mm. universe is around the earth and everybody came to the conclusion no no the earth is around the re- re- revolving around the sun mm. and he says that for a long period everybody thought classical mechanics is the only thing which defines physical world correct and everybody together you know at the same time there's somebody in the west of uh, the hemisphere and somebody in the east who both have the same thought of quantum yeah. right so he says it can only happen if there is one consciousness mm-hmm. and that is decide to evolve <laughs> i'm just tempted to think of it as god is having a you know a secret packet and slowly is opening and revealing secrets of his creation to mankind it kind of comes in pulses 
and there is a, a collective consciousness that's waking up and then seeing that but as you said um the science the inner science that was very well developed way back by our ancients right very true because you know even when we do any experiment in the lab we found that atmospheric pressure mm-hmm. or the gases in the atmosphere affect our reaction so we have found ways of you know doing it in zero pressure mm-hmm. in a in vacuum mm-hmm. trying to remove air and oxygen and then do the thing so if you look at science it was always trying to remove the obstruction which was not bringing the the native result which we were looking for correct but the same thing you look at these rishis who mm-hmm. were inner scientists you know who looked inside they found that if there was something which was distorting the idea which they're looking for mm-hmm. they felt it was the mind that's true so mm. so they went to deal with the mind they said let's still the mind let's kill the mind <laughs> and then we can get the actual information which you're looking for till then it's going to be biased or uh, colored information correct basic thing was uh, what is that knowing which everything else becomes known right. that was the principle for these uh, rishis to strive for the transcendental state you know? yeah. the mind of course can give you limited knowledge limited uh, pieces of knowledge so they said this is not going to be satisfactory in the correct. long run you know you keep on studying a bit of physics bit of chemistry and you say you are a educated man that doesn't really fulfill your uh, inner right. uh, interesting is that's from which upanishad sir which one the uh, uh, son goes to the father yeah, 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 yeah. at the Chand- end of his i think this is chandogya chandogya yeah. where the son goes after the yeah. completion of his education yeah. and typically of a scientist yeah. uh, not putting Shwet- down anybody shwetaketu shwetaketu yeah, he mm. goes to his he father. goes with the pride of having known worldly knowledge correct so that time his father asks him this question gautama gautama have you learned that by learning which mm. you can know everything then he realizes that his knowledge is not that <laughs> unconditional type which you have to get for wait for you know right. and, you and know, he goes back and then it seems he gets realization in this final efforts on his own see but there is another approach of another story in that same upanishad that is dealing with the satya kama mm-hmm. mm. his approach is also similar but he attains through nature through the being in tune with nature, nature. see mm. because he is a son of uh, uh, jabala the woman who is a housemaid and uh, one day he wants to go for guru to who will give him the vedantic knowledge you know and when he goes he sees that uh, the guru is asking him his antecedents Correct. who are you who is your father what is your gotra <laughs> you know and he asks his mother mother says i was a housemaid working everywhere i don't know who your father is hmm so he goes but he's so keen on getting this knowledge he goes to this uh, guru and says yes i don't know who my father is mm. and the guru is shocked he says only a brahmin son can give this kind of truthful answer oh. so he accepts him <laughs> so he accepts him as his disciple mm. and he says uh, the way they taught in this uh, uh, gurukul you know he just gives him 400 cows and tells him to go into the forest and come back after they have become 1000 Oh that was the project <laughs> and he goes into the forest with those cows because they believe in the master's word you know master says you go means you go you don't bother <laughs> that is the kind of faith they had he goes into the forest and lives in tune with nature because there is nothing else there you know except the cows and him and looking after them feeding them and uh, things like that and finally one day 
maybe after several months one of the bulls starts talking to him he says we are now a thousand let us go back oh oh <laughs> see how tuned in nature and animals and all this uh, how they believe that oneness comes through you know so he says okay we'll start off he goes back with those thousand cows on the way he sees uh, meets a swan in the lake and the swan talks to him <laughs> highest vedantic truths <laughs> mm-hmm. he gets the truth from the swan and he goes further than uh, somebody else you know some other animals birds and deers they start talking to him about uh, god and truth and by the time he reaches the guru's ashram his face is shining with the knowledge of brahman <laughs> oh <laughs> and the guru says now you have learnt what you has to be learnt vivekananda says that is the knowledge that he got from his own heart which was purified see he thinks that bull is speaking to him the swan is speaking to him actually it is own higher self that is speaking to him you know mm. from his inner heart and that is how the whole thing is uh, realized by shvetaketu without any <laughs> tutoring or learning from books and so that was the beautiful thing about uh, those times i think that's the beauty you know uh, there is an conversation when somebody goes and asks ravana maharishi does heaven and hell exist you know is there a rebirth does heaven and hell exist so he is like waiting for that master's word because that's going to be the answer for his confusion for so many years and ramana gives an answer which is i think puts him into more confusion he says if you think it's there it's there if you think it's not there it's not there <laughs> literally meaning that you can take any concept and you can approach it in any way mm. sir was saying you approach as nature as your guru dattatreya says that 24 gurus i had or you can say that uh, you know once an elder asked me uh, this question he said what kind of a spiritual path are you going to take mm-hmm. and he said are you going to be like shankara mm-hmm. who traveled the whole land mm-hmm. and said that divinity is only one or are you going to be like orobindo who confined himself to a single room and said that unit that lord is expansive and Correct. universal <laughs> so the paths may be many but you know i, I think swami says shraddha and vairagya he said if you are earnest and if you are ready to give up anything for that sake you reach everything should we uh, quickly go through what swami said in the previous discourse maybe very briefly yes i think go, that would be good because i think uh, swami is going to continue from where he is left as we said swami started by uh, explaining why is it necessary to look at the mind mm-hmm. you know why the mind is separate from the body and the mind has to be looked at and swami said the mind body atma the coherence and coordination between these three is actually what defines a man and that is why you need to understand what is the role of the mind what is the role of the body and the atma and what is it in juxtaposed to the atma then swami went on to explain the four aspects of the mind based on their functions and then explain how duality is born out of thoughts and how to go back to unity you need to concentrate on thoughts mm. and the thoughts which were the path for the duality will be the path for unity also and swami says that and then uh, swami gives that example from the katopanishad of the chariot analogy of the mind which explains and uh, then swami gives a few ways how to you know control the mind swami says you have to practice detachment through selflessness mm-hmm. and so amis is how seva is a very beautiful uh, tool for that process it is easy to practice detachment through uh, uh, seva 
then Swami says, replace every bad thought with a good thought. Consciously being aware of the bad thought which comes and replacing it actively with a good thought. And then Swami said, talked about this mantra, literally, uh, where you repeat to yourself, I'm not an animal, I'm a man, I'm I'm a man. Mm. and how that will help you. And then when Swami says, when a thought arises, you know, let it pass through the filter of buddhi mm. before you convert it into action. action. Correct. So these are some of the tools which Swami gave. And I think, uh, should that be enough for us to carry on to the next discourse? Yes, I think we discourse? should start the next discourse. Okay, we'll go to the first clip of the seventh discourse, the discourse called Vagaries of the Mind. Manasu Karanambu Mariyandu Undina Manasu Karanambu Mariyandu Undina Indu Adavi Muktini Alevu Manasu Leni Vadu Mandira Munanuna Manasu Leni Vadu Mandira Munanuna Kanana Munanuna Karya Mokate Manasu Leni Vadu Manasule Nivadu Mandira Munanuna Karana Munanuna Karya Mokate Manasule Nivadu Mandira Munanuna Karana Munanuna Karya Mokate Karya Mokate Karya Mokate Wherever you are, be it at home or anywhere else, it is the mind which is the cause and which confers liberation. A person who does not have mind, whether he is in the temple, or in the forest, it is the same. The result is the same. Vidyarthulara. Dear students, Vishyam Darpana Drushyamana Nagare Ani Dachinamutyana. Ye Vishyamantai Kudanu Manasane Darpanamanandu Woka Patram Vale Kanipistundadi. Dakshinamurti has declared that this entire universe is seen as a city through the eye of a needle. Manamudu sadhin chavarishnet vantiti dharma artha kama mochamalu kadu. What man has to achieve and accomplish are not the four goals of life dharma, artha, kama and moksha. Antakkarana nirmulamu the most important goal for man is to eliminate his antakkarana and to purify it. Manomulam midham jagat. Jagat tantai kudanu. 
మనసు చేతనే ఆధారపడి ఉంటుండాలి ద ఎంటైర్ వరల్డ్ ఈజ్ డిపెండెంట్ అపాన్ ద మైండ్ విశ్వమునందు జరుగు సుఖదుఖములు కానీ పాప పుణ్యములు కానీ సత్యాసత్యములు కానీ అన్యాయ అక్రమములు కానీ అన్నీ కూడా మనసునందే జరుగుతున్నవి వెదర్ ఇట్ ఈస్ హ్యాపీనెస్ ఆర్ సారో సిన్ ఆర్ వర్చ్యూ ట్రూత్ ఆర్ అంట్రూత్ ఆల్ దీస్ థింగ్స్ టేక్ ప్లేస్ ఇన్సైడ్ ద మైండ్ అన్నింటికి నీ మనసే కారణం ఫర్ ఎవ్రీథింగ్ దేర్ ఫోర్ మైండ్ ఈస్ ద కాజ్ మనయేవ మనుష్యానాం కారణం బంధమోచ్యవు బంధమోచ్యములకు కూడా మనసే కారణం ఫర్ బాండేజ్ ఆర్ లిబరేషన్ మైండ్ ఈజ్ రెస్పాన్సిబుల్ అయితే ఈ మనస్సు శుద్ధమైన అర్థం వంటిది బట్ దెన్ మైండ్ ఈజ్ లైక్ ఎ ప్యూర్ మిరర్ కానీ మనస్సుకు స్వతసిద్ధమైనటువంటి యొక్క శక్తి లేదు బట్ ఇట్ డస్ నాట్ హ్యావ్ ఎ సెల్ఫ్ ల్యూమినస్ కెపాసిటీ ఈ మనస్సు ఇంద్రియములను ఆశ్రయించి ఉంటున్నది ఇట్ ఈస్ టేకింగ్ షెల్టర్ విత్ అండర్ సెన్సెస్ ఇది నేత్రముల ద్వారా చూస్తున్నది ఇట్ సీస్ త్రూ ద ఐస్ తాను స్వత సిద్ధంగా చూడలేదు బట్ ఇట్ కెనాట్ సీ బై ఇట్ సెల్ఫ్ కర్ణముల ద్వారా వింటున్నది ఇట్ కెన్ హియర్ ఓన్లీ త్రూ ఇయర్స్ తాను స్వత సిద్ధంగా వినేటువంటి శక్తి లేదు బై ఇట్ సెల్ఫ్ ఇట్ కెనాట్ హియర్ ఇదే విధముగానే అన్ని ఇంద్రియముల ద్వారాను ఈ మనస్సు కార్యములు సలుపుతున్నది ఇన్ దిస్ వే మైండ్ స్టార్ట్స్ ఫంక్షనింగ్ త్రూ ద సెన్సెస్ కనుకనే ఇంద్రియములు చేసినటువంటి యొక్క దోషములన్నీ కూడా మనస్సునే అద్దం పైన చిత్రింపబడుతున్నవి దట్ ఈస్ ది రీజన్ వై ఆల్ ది యాక్షన్స్ పర్ఫార్మ్ బై ది సెన్సెస్ ఆర్ రిఫ్లెక్టెడ్ ఇన్ ద మిరర్ ఆఫ్ ద మైండ్ ఈ యొక్క ఇంద్రియములు సంకల్ప వికల్పాత్మకమైనటువంటి తత్వంతో కూడి ఉంటున్నవి దీస్ సెన్సెస్ ఆర్ అసోసియేటెడ్ విత్ ది థాట్ ప్రాసెసెస్ కనుక ఇందులో దోషం ఎవరిది ఇంద్రియములదా లేక మనస్సుదా whose fault is that then is it the senses or the fault of the mind kanukane manasunandu swatasiddhamaina doshamulu levu mind does not have mistakes which it commits by itself indriyamulu yokka sahavasam chetane manasu malinyam avutunnadi only by the association with the senses mind becomes dirty kanukane sarva shastramulu kudanu manasuku మూడు దోషములు ఉన్నవని నిరూపించినవి ఆల్ ది స్క్రిప్చర్స్ దేర్ ఫోర్ హ్యావ్ ఎస్టాబ్లిష్డ్ దట్ దేర్ ఆర్ త్రీ టైప్స్ ఆఫ్ డిఫెక్ట్స్ ఫర్ ద మైండ్ మల విక్షేప ఆవరణములని మూడు దోస్ త్రీ ఆర్ మల విక్షేప అండ్ ఆవరణ మలమనగా ఏమిటి వాట్ డూ యూ మీన్ బై మల మన జీవితంలో తెలిసియో తెలియకనో అనేక విధములైనటువంటి యొక్క దోషములు చేస్తున్నాం నోయింగ్ ఆర్ అన్నోయింగ్ వీఆర్ కమిటింగ్ ఎ నంబర్ ఆఫ్ మిస్టేక్స్ ఇన్ అవర్ లైఫ్ కేవలం ఈ జన్మమునందే కాదు ఇట్ ఈస్ నాట్ మేర్లీ ఇన్ దిస్ బర్త్ ప్రతి జన్మమునందు కూడాను అనేక తరముల నుండి కూడాను ఈ యొక్క దోషములు మనం ఆచరిస్తూనే వస్తున్నాం బర్త్ ఆఫ్టర్ బర్త్ ఇన్ మెనీ బర్త్స్ దీస్ మిస్టేక్స్ ఆర్ కమిటెడ్ కనుక ఈ దోషముల యొక్క మాలిన్యము తరతరముల నుండి యుగ యుగముల నుండి కూడా మార్పు చెందక చిత్తము పైన చిత్రింపబడుతూ వచ్చాయి ది డిఫెక్ట్స్ విచ్ ఆర్ పర్ఫార్మ్ బై ది మైండ్ ఆర్ ఇంప్రింటెడ్ ఆన్ ద చిత్త బర్త్ ఆఫ్టర్ బర్త్ 
అక్యుమిలేటింగ్ ఓర్ ఏ పీరియడ్ ఆఫ్ టైం ఈ అర్థం పైన మాలిన్యం ఉండినప్పుడు మన యొక్క స్వరూపము ఏమాత్రం కూడా సుస్పష్టంగా గోచరము కాదు వెన్ ది డర్ట్ అండ్ డస్ట్ అక్యుమిలేట్స్ ఆన్ ద మిరర్ వీ కెనాట్ గెట్ ది రిఫ్లెక్షన్ ఆఫ్ అవర్ ఇమేజ్ క్లియర్లీ ఇన్ ద మిరర్ ఈ కారణము చేతనే మానవుడు తన స్వస్వరూపాన్ని తాను దర్శించుకోలేకపోతున్నాడు గుర్తించుకోలేకపోతున్నాడు దట్ ఈస్ ది రీజన్ వై మ్యాన్ హ్యాస్ నాట్ బీన్ ఏబుల్ టు గెట్ ఏ వ్యూ ఆఫ్ హిజ్ రియల్ సెల్ఫ్ రిఫ్లెక్టెడ్ ఇన్ ద మిరర్ ఈ మనస్సుని అర్థమునందు తన యొక్క నిజస్వరూపాన్ని చూడలేకపోతున్నాడు హీ హాస్ నాట్ బీన్ ఏబుల్ టు సీ హిజ్ ట్రూ ఫామ్ ఇన్ ద మిరర్ ఆఫ్ మైండ్ కనుక ఈ అద్దమునకు చేరినటువంటి మాలిన్యాన్ని శుద్ధపరచడానికి తగిన కృషి చేయాలి దేర్ ఫోర్ వీ హ్యావ్ టు మేక్ ఎఫర్ట్స్ టు క్లీన్స్ దిస్ మిరర్ ఫ్రమ్ ద డస్ట్ అయితే ఇది ఏ విధంగా చేయాలి హౌ కెన్ వీ డూ ఇట్ దీనిని చేసేటువంటి ఉపాయం ఏమిటి వాట్ ఈస్ ది మెథడ్ ఆఫ్ డూయింగ్ ఏ మార్గమును అనుసరించిన ఇది పరిశుద్ధము కాగలదు వాట్ పాత్ షుడ్ బి ఫాలోడ్ టు ప్యూరిఫై దిస్ మైండ్ ఇది మానవుని యొక్క ఆహార విహారముల చేత ఇది పరిశుద్ధము గావించుకోవచ్చు బై ప్రాపర్ ఫుడ్ అండ్ హ్యాబిట్స్ యూ కెన్ క్లీన్స్ అండ్ ప్యూరిఫై ద మైండ్ పాస్ట్ ఈస్ పాస్ట్ గడిచిపోయేది గడిచిపోయినది పాస్ట్ ఈస్ పాస్ట్ కానీ వర్తమానమునైనా కూడా మన పవిత్రమైనటువంటి యొక్క మార్గమును అనుసరించి దీనిని పరిశుద్ధపరిచేటువంటి యొక్క ప్రయత్నమునకు పూనుకోవాలి అట్లీస్ట్ ఇన్ ది ప్రజెంట్ వీ షుడ్ అండర్టేక్ సచ్ యాక్షన్స్ విచ్ విల్ హెల్ప్ అస్ టు క్లీన్స్ అండ్ ప్యూరిఫై ద మైండ్ దట్ వాజ్ ద ఫస్ట్ క్లిప్ ఆఫ్ దట్ డిస్కోర్స్ ద డిస్కోర్స్ డెలివర్డ్ ఆన్ 25th మే 1990 దేర్ సంథింగ్ మ్యాజికల్ అబౌట్ అనాలజీస్ ఐ థింక్ it's something which is used extensively in the scriptures all scriptures irrespective of which language which uh, religion it is from and of course swami is master of analogies and little stories the abstract truth can be told only mostly through these analogies Very true. otherwise uh, it's difficult it remains mm-hmm. abstract <laughs> you know the earlier discourse swami used the analogy of the chariot mm-hmm. and explained the mind and now swami is bringing in the analogy of a mirror and explaining the point yes we say mirror of the mind and that's a common phrase in the west also right. similarly the lake of the mind is another phrase for mind right and in the lake also swami has talked about this uh, he says the lake also has these three types of impurities mala vikshepa avar right right i think uh, in, in other <laughs> yes. discourses swami has mentioned this just like the mirror right only thing is in mirror he says there is dust covering the mirror or your mirror is shaking the second right. type right. or there is a cloth covering the mirror right. mm. but as in the lake of the mind mansarovar what we have you know, mm. in the lake of the mind it's different the water is dirty that is why the first mala okay secondly is that uh, agitation you throw a stone into the pond it ripples up you know? that's the type of agitations that created in that uh, and the third one is uh, avarna is a scum layer formed on the surface of the lake mm. which hides the entire it makes it opaque you know you can't see the bottom at all and he compares it to the three types of uh, defects in man you know beautiful in fact one of the uh, mm. monks he says when he's initiated into the order of sanyasis his master takes him to different regions of ganga in one region where it is just after it's formed where the the currents are very very swift there the water is brown because it's washing all the soil across the uh, hill slopes and he says look at this and then takes him to the plains 
and there the water is absolutely still and if you drop a coin you can see it in the bottom so he explains this that when your mind is as agitated as that water it will be as muddy and as dirty as that but when your mind is still this is how clear it will be and you can see your true self and uh, coming to the discourse where swami is starting again with that beautiful poem uh, where swami is saying you know because it's a misconception where we feel that you go to an ashram you go to a temple you go into the forest yeah, you you'll be carrying your mind with you wherever right. you go mm-hmm. and so the quality of the mind will determine your right <laughs> activities it's like it's, it reminds me of a famous quote which i read once where he said the one who has not found the temple in his heart will never find his heart in a temple <laughs> that's true pretty much what swami is telling you you might be in a temple but it makes no difference mm-hmm. if your mind is not stable and if your mind is not annihilated mm. that's what swami says that's true i am reminded of a, a pandit who visited ramana maharshi you know and he said swami ji i have read the entire bhagavad gita i have gone through this chapter i have gone through that chapter. but somehow i don't find any change in me then uh, ramana said uh, you have gone through the bhagavad gita but has the bhagavad gita gone through you <laughs> wow <laughs> Hmm. like you said the temple and the heart you know hmm. and it has to come subjectively see it is from within that uh, the entire uh, process starts that is why spirituality is called a subjective science you know mm-hmm. see every time you point a finger at the other four fingers are pointing back at you so it's all within it's the whole thing the whole universe is within we say in the yeah dakshinamurthy is saying that actually he says the universe is but a reflection of a city in a mirror every word is important there mm-hmm. it's a reflection he doesn't say it is the reality it, reality <laughs> and uh, mirror in swami's example 3 minus 1 equal to 1 right. he says there is a object there is a mirror and there is the image in the mirror mm-hmm. that is god maya or nature and the individual jiva once you overcome this maya that means the mirror is removed the image also vanishes with it the jiva merges in the god or the brahman itself so brahman alone is god alone is mm. and here also it's similar experience you get when you read dakshinamurthy and you know again i think we spoke about it last week also the the comparison of the mind with the moon yeah that's what they say you know when you look at right now it's Uh, in the night it's dark the fact is the sun is still glowing the sun's light rays are still being thrown towards the earth but the only way we can know it is if this moon is there reflecting that same sunlight then mm. you say okay the sun is still there it's not gone anywhere so <laughs> it's not seen to me that's what swami says that you know the mind does not have any glory of its own any effulgence of its own it is only borrowed effulgence and in fact even for its activity it cannot do anything of its own so i'm saying it cannot see on its own it cannot hear on its own depends on the senses i think that something like that is being so influential in our lives i think in the gita krishna says that amongst the senses i am the mind in a sense here swami says very beautifully that the mind cannot be blamed for anything it's more like a witness and it uh, if you are dominated by the senses the mind reflects you as being dominated by the senses if you are dominated by buddhi it reflects you as being dominated by buddhi and so is the case with the lord who is just a witness 
and uh, so krishna says amongst the senses i am the mind so he is like a witness <laughs> and he gives you the choice i was just going to this this concept just like how you have the four aspects of the mind there are three aspects of ahankara okay okay and the first one it said asmita mm-hmm. like when you say asmi i am it is the consciousness of your existence mm-hmm. i am i mm. i am so it is said it's almost like a fill in the blanks i am dash okay what you fill that dash with is going to a certain what your ahankara is going to be mm-hmm. if you say i am this body and this mind mm. then you are having the individual ahankara mm-hmm. but if you say i am as swami says i am mm. there is nothing to That's you it. know you're not attaching yourself with anything mm. then it is only unity that swami says that you know when the atheist says there is no god he says there is <laughs> and then no god that isness that isness is sat or existence Hmm. So I, his, what he's trying to deny is already affirming. <laughs> so <laughs> there's no such thing as non-existence. Sat is always existing throughout. I think one of those discourses Swami gave a very nice poem. I am not this. I am not that. I am not a Brahmin. I am not a Shatri. I am not a God. I am not a man. I am not this. I am not that. I am I. <laughs> I am I. <laughs> that he brings out very beautifully in one of those. and nirvana shatakam of adi shankara also says the same thing very true yeah. and advaitik in fact it I starts with mano buddhi chitta yeah. <laughs> that's exactly the topic we are dealing chitta with chitta ninaham right in fact uh, he says christ said i am the son of god mm-hmm. and afterwards he says i and my father are one but swami says i am i <laughs> that's <laughs> it in fact so that think, is the supreme uh, state once happened swami came and asked a group of people uh-huh. who am i Mm. and that's when someone they were telling some you the avatar of the age you the mm. god incarnate your narayana and all that mm. and then some made the statement he said i am i <laughs> <laughs> and in fact in some of the discourses some goes on to say that when you say tatvam asi mm. which is supposed to be one of the most profound mahavakyas some is saying why should we say tatvam mm. two comes there <laughs> two comes <laughs> that and you mm. and even when you say aham brahmasmi aham brahmasmi <laughs> it's uh, okay knowing these things but actually believing in them takes a lifetime I, i think that is where this this discourse with swami is giving is so very beautiful because swami is spoken of the highest swami is told that you know the body you know the mind you the atman but here you know he's breaking it down to what are the different kinds of vagaries of the mind as the discourse is named he's classifying it three and i think he's going to further break it down, break it down. and the antakarnas and mm-hmm. uh, antakarna two terminologies we can understand you say you say jealousy you, you say pride you say uh, selfishness i think those are things which we can relate to when uh, you talk of uh, little higher things and i think that's the beauty of this discourse and the discourse we've gone through till now in this series and another profound point which swami is making which was really striking is swami is saying the purusharthas are not the goal of that's mankind true. you know mm. though we have always spoken of yes, them as yes. the goals of life that relate to the jiva actually right dharma artha kama moksha again you know swami saying even moksha is not it is to give up the purification uh, and final annihilation, annihilation of, of antakarna annihilation see mm. like a die mind <laughs> mm. diamond of the atman comes with the die mind so annihilation of the antakarna is same uh, what swami calls you know unless that happens then the atmic uh, vision atma darshan happens with that yes one of the vedantic teachers puts it he says all vedanta and all religious 
endeavor is to somehow convince the ego to do a suicide itself <laughs> can you get it to kill itself on the contrary uh, uh, ramana said it i think if you don't realize you are the brahman you are committing suicide of the brahman oh <laughs> the, the other way around yes, is also around. true <laughs> life after life you are going on not expecting that realization and then you are committing suicide of the brahman because it's like how nisargdat maharaj told you that uh, stick to that question who am i and whatever answer comes deny that deny that but you are uh, not that that is because possibly the answer is coming from the mind yes. yeah i am this i am that and like he said i am alone is truth <laughs> okay i am this i am that comes from the mind and ego that is not the truth when swami says self confidence like for example if you take uh, somebody like uh, shri nisargdat maharaj Uh, a tremendous self confidence comes because he associates himself with the self the truth yeah <laughs> so in fact i think in his book i am that there are statements which are absolutely stunning mind boggling i think someone questions him about avatars yeah about krishna and yeah. rama i think he makes a beautiful statement <laughs> oh, yeah. he says yeah, avatars come and go i am that is eternal truth in that Uh, that is the shuddha advaita uh, in in fact when i talked to him about baba and all he said oh you are married to satyasai baba <laughs> take care of your samsara okay when you marry somebody then the samsara starts <laughs> take care of your samsara when there are two there is always samsara <laughs> <laughs> where there is one you are free from everything <laughs> oh so the mind boggling statements he used to make and mm. spontaneously you know you learned how to think also yeah there is no mind i think in his case yeah. <laughs> but you know one might get the idea that these are all philosophical quests and these might be different from what we deal with like you know the day to day aggressions and anger and temper and all that but you look at it here what uh, nasagrat maharaj said that this is a question hold on to it it is not easy to hold on to that it's question not easy. I mean, unless you have transcended materialism, you know, unless this question is so much more important to you than the quest of wealth so and, things, and yeah. comfort, you will not pursue with that question. And I, th- I think uh, one of the most beautiful books I've ever read is uh, the Siddhartha by I think Herman Hesse. There he puts this that you know the quest comes and it has all the uh, danger of being put off. This lamp of the the flame of this quest has all the ability to be put off. even that man the protagonist of that novel who is supposed to be a very very astute uh, student of philosophy he gets lost in the world but then he says that all said and swami says you know uh, the spiritual quest is never goes waste i mean you might leave back the wealth you earned but the spiritual wealth you earned always comes with you from birth after birth so he says eventually that desire is rekindled and he goes back and even though he has lost years in uh, in samsara he goes and he attains that uh, final enlightenment and i think all this what swami is telling about vikshepa mala and it's all the process of freeing the mind to pursue this quest you know you release it from the worldly mundane desires and uh, try to get it over all these things so that it can have the ability to pursue this spirituality i'm actually dying to know what is 
vikshepa navarna so i think we better go on to the next clip Definitely. in fact swami is not done with the explanation of mala also mala i think itself is uh, quite elaborate right. so let's go back let's to listen to the next clip in that discourse yuvakulainatundi vidyarthulu parishuddhamaina dosharaghitamainatundi aaharamunu bhujinchali students who are youth should partake pure and faultless food etuvanti paristhitulu endaina kudanu manamu doshamuto koodinatundi aaharamunu swikarincharadu under whatever circumstances be it we should not partake faulty and defective food bicham dehartham vastram sitalartham manaku ichinatundi aaharamu dehrachanakai food is given for the protection and sustenance of body kaani dehamunaku konni anarogyamunu kaliginchetundi oka aaharamu idi sariyaina aaharam kaadu but we should not take such food which causes ailments for the body dinine bhagavad gita yendu paatra suddhi paaka suddhi padartha suddhi atyavasaram annaru the same thing has been described in bhagavad gita as the purity of the vessel purity of cooking and purity of the cook ee naadu manamu bhujincheetundi yokka padarthamulu ee vidhamga manaku labhinchinavi how have we been able to acquire the things which are used for cooking idi kevalam anyayarjitama leka nyayarjitama aneetundi vishayanni manam vicharinchali have we acquired these objects in the proper way or in the improper way inaati manavudu anarogyamuna kaani ashantiki kaani guri gaavadaniki moola kaaranamu anyaya arjitamainatundi aaharame moola kaaranam the most important reason for the ailments of man today is the food which he has acquired by unfair means manamu sakramaina dharmamaina nyayamainatundi yokka reetilo manamu ee aaharanni sweekarinchatam ledhu we are sweekarinchatam ledhu we are not acquiring these food articles by fair means proper means in a justified way tatkalikamaina laukikamaina bhautikamaina trupti nimittamai manamu vicharana cheyaka vichachana gnanamunu manu vicharana chinchana manamu aneka pedamargamulu anusarinchatam chetane ee anyayaarjitamaina tundi aaharamunu manam sekarichukuntunnam we are acquiring this food tempted by the temporary compelling circumstances in a worldly way in order to get some benefits we are ka motta motta ee malasuddha nimittamai parishuddhamaina tundi aaharanni manam sekarinchali for the purity of mind we should partake pure food aithe idi edi anyayam edi nyayam aneetundi vichachana gnanamu samanyulaku idi chaala takkuva ordinary people may not have that power of discrimination to decide what is fair and what is unfair patra suddhiga unnado ledo teliyadu whether the vessel is pure or impure patra suddhi antakante manaku teliyadu and the food articles the purity of it or patra suddhi vantavani yokka bhavamulu e reetiga unnavo adi manaku e maatramu teliyadu and the process of cooking depends upon the feelings of the cook తర్వాత 
భగవత్ అర్పితము అనేటువంటిది చేసినప్పుడే ఇది పరిశుద్ధం అవుతుంది దట్ ఈస్ ది రీజన్ వై ఇఫ్ యూ కెన్ ఆఫర్ ఫుడ్ బిఫోర్ యూ పాలిటేక్ ది ఫుడ్ గెట్స్ ప్యూరిఫైడ్ ఎవరికి వారు భగవంతుడు ఎక్కడున్నాడని ప్రశ్నించుకున్నప్పుడు తనలో నుంచి కూడా నువ్వు ఒక పెద్ద జవాబు వస్తున్నది when each person puts a question to himself as to where god is aham vaishnavo bhutva praninam deham asitah pranapana samayukta pachanyanyam chaturvidam aham vaishnavo bhutva nenu vaishnavo roopam lopala nee yokka udaramanandundi nee bhujinchina aaharanni jinnimpa chestunnanu ani chakkina jawab undi the reply that comes from within is in the form of vaishnavara i am in your stomach and i am responsible for digesting all the food partaken by you aithe eppudu atra jinnimpa chestunnadu when does he get that mana bhujinchina tarvatane idini jinnimpa chestunnadu only after we partake food he will be getting it digested kanuka bhagavat arpitam gaakunda mana bhujinchatam cheta aneka malinyamu aneka doshamulu aneka paapamulu deenlo praveshistunnayi without offering food to god when we partake it we commit a number of mistakes sins and the result kanupane brahmarpanam brahma brahmagno brahmanahrutam brahmarpitam ee brahmarpana bhavamtho mana bhujinchatam cheta adi aaharamu kaadu adi prasadam avutundi once you offer the food to brahma the lord it becomes prasada it is no longer food it is kanuka andulo undinatundi doshamulu anni kudanu pariharam avutayi all the defects are removed tatvara mana yokka manasuku antukunnatundi malinyamu kramakrimina konta parishuddham kaagalu by this method the impurities on the mirror of our mind can be slowly removed tri manasaneetundi addamu parishuddhanga maarutundi then only the mirror can become pure aithe idi okka dinamuto okka nalato okka paryayamuto ఇది పరిశుద్ధమయ్యేటువంటిది కాదు బట్ ఇట్ ఇస్ నాట్ పాసిబుల్ టు ప్యూరిఫై దట్ ఇన్ ఎ డే ఇన్ ఎ వీక్ ఇన్ జ్ఞానం విశిష్యతి జానాత్ కర్మ ఫల త్యాగ త్యాగశాంతి అనంతరం అభ్యాసం చెయ్యాలి ప్రతి మానవుడు పుట్టిన ప్రతి మానవుడు కూడాను వాకింగ్ టాకింగ్ రీడింగ్ రైటింగ్ ఈటింగ్ అన్ని కూడాను అభ్యాసముల చేతనే మనము దీనిని పొందగలుగుతున్నాం ఎవ్రీ హ్యూమన్ బీయింగ్ డెవలప్స్ మెనీ థింగ్స్ త్రూ ప్రాక్టీస్ వెదర్ ఇట్ ఈస్ ఈటింగ్ రీడింగ్ రైటింగ్ ఆల్ దీస్ కమ్ అన్ అకౌంట్ ఆఫ్ ప్రాక్టీస్ దీనికి కూడా ఒక విధమైన అభ్యాసం అత్యవసరం దేర్ ఫోర్ ప్రాక్టీస్ ఎసెన్షియల్ ఈవెన్ ఫర్ దిస్ పర్పస్ అనగనగ రాగ మతిసే ఇల్లు చుండు తినగ తినగ వేప తీయనుండు సానరాపిడి చేత సగమయ్యిపోవును ఆపైన వరయిచ్చు అంత్యముగను ఒక వజ్రమునకైనా కూడాను వెల కావాలనుకుంటే అనేక రకములైనటువంటి కోతలు పోయాలి ఇఫ్ ఎ డైమండ్ షుడ్ గెట్ ఎన్ ఎక్స్ట్రా వాల్యూ దెర్ ఇస్ నీడ్ ఫార్ పుటింగ్ ఇట్ టు మెనీ కట్స్ బంగారు కూడాను పరిశుద్ధమైన అపరంజిగా ఉండాలనుకుంటే అనేక పర్యాయాలు దీన్ని కాంచి పరిశుద్ధం గావించాలి ఇఫ్ యూ వాంట్ ఇంక్రీజ్ ది వాల్యూ ఆఫ్ గోల్డ్ అదే విధంగానే మన యొక్క మానవత్వం అనేటువంటి యొక్క మానసిక తత్వాన్ని దీన్ని కూడా నువ్వు సంస్కరింప చేసుకోవాలి in the same way there is a need for purifying our own mind ee vidhanga cheyatam cheta manasunu kantinatunte malinyamu kontha varaku teeragaladu by this proper method it is possible to remove the dirt which has accumulated 
guess Aprakash will have to wait for another week before we come to Vikshepa and Avarna. That's true. But uh, this subtle connection between food and the purity of mind is so amazing because, you know, just think of it in absolute physical terms. The food that you eat is a physical entity and um, whatever you eat, is if and it gets converted into the subtle energies and the mind is not even having a physical existence but he says that the food that you eat determines the purity of your mind yes uh, he says the grass food part of the grass food goes into making your muscles and building your body but the subtle part of the food goes to make up the mind is this in one place so mind is a product of the food also I think that's the reason why many of uh, the people who are very staunch followers of certain or certain sects who worship uh, uh, different deities they are very particular about food and they cook their own food and that becomes a part of their daily routine. You know Swami tells one beautiful story I think you might be knowing one guru and his disciple brahmachari they are invited for a meal by a householder mm-hmm. and that householder is very well to do and he arranges a beautiful meal for them and when they go there uh, they served in silver thalies tumblers and all they finish eating and then when the while leaving the brahmachari uh, has an urge to steal that tumbler the silver tumbler <laughs> correct correct <laughs> you must have heard that yeah and uh, he, he does that because and then later on the guru is surprised that his uh, disciple has stolen this he, he he tries to find out how this thought came to the disciple and he makes enquiries he goes to the house of that householder and uh, finds out that his wife was uh, what was she was having the monthly period so she could not cook and so he hired one uh, cook from outside and that cook was a Uh, ex thief <laughs> okay <laughs> and when he cooked that food all the thoughts of that cook you know went into the food and that food which the brahmachari ate uh, it affected the subtle aspects you know affected his mind and the thoughts of stealing arose because of the cook the kind of cooking that uh, went into it you know so patra shuddhi padarth shuddhi pak shuddhi is very important when many are lucky that they have their mothers cooking at home and all but when you go to hotels and all you don't know who's cooking what so brahmarpanam and what swami says is very very relevant right and you know the wonderful way which with, with which swami is connecting because even just before we started this clip we said you know these are abstract topics and then you have these uh, normal day to day interaction with uh, fellow people around you and how do you relate that to this high philosophy and here beautifully swami is saying that food which is earned through unfair means and unjust means is itself impure mm. you know we, that is something which we face in the world today where people are uh, the idea of grabbing what is not your share and through unjust means all that affects the mind and how swami is saying that it's an important uh, thing which we have to stay away from and linking uh, sanghaniti mm-hmm. swami would often say you know morality in society with something as subtle as uh, the vagaries of the mind so beautiful point which swami is making here it's uh, amazing because the first impurity of the mind that he says mala it looks like the only solution that he gives for uh, tackling this problem is have pure food <laughs> uh, means having the right kind of food is so important and so vital and then he very nicely explains why we get the diseases that we get 
that's because of having improper food that's because of having uh, food without purification yes pakashuti patata at another shuti. place he says food is not only that which is taken by the mouth right. it also by the senses. senses that is true so just like pure food we have to have pure sight and pure hearing and pure all those other five things that i mean is that what swami is meaning here here is talking about physical food that we eat but in the first discourse right. in the of first course, discourse swami spoke about yeah. food being everything that goes into oh, yeah. the mm-hmm. senses yeah right. here of course food because the subtle aspects of the food are also involved so, i think what is brahmarpanam for the food mm-hmm. maybe it could be said as the karacharana kritamva is that for the senses yeah. you know, the night you offer everything that Correct. is done by the senses and the hands and feet to the lord you know one wonderful thing which uh, strikes me here is you go through all this mm-hmm. with the idea of why you're doing this correct the idea is very clear in the mind that you're doing this to reach the ultimate uh, uh, consummation of human life and then you're doing this but what has happened is you know when something is done over a period of time swami talks about the value of abhyasa practice mm. Mm. but it also has the uh, danger of becoming dead ritual Mm-hmm. when it is repeated often and it's passed on to generations without being uh, properly explained it has the danger of becoming not always it does have the tendency of becoming a uh, ritual and you know i'm reminded of one very beautiful episode which uh, one old devotee chidambaram krishnan he narrated when swami traveled to kodaikanal with him a very small group and like uh, the later years one of the first few times swami went to kodaikanal So Swami travelled with uh, Mr. Chidambaram Krishnan and Mr. Kamavadani and two other people. It was an entourage of about four or five people. And uh, they were staying in one of the guest houses uh, which uh, Chidambaram Krishnan owned over there. And Kamavadani being a very, very strict uh, you know, Vedic scholar, he wouldn't eat food which is not cooked by a Brahmin woman. Mm. That was a strict uh, paddhati or you know, mm. the, the ritual which he was following. Mm-hmm. So the moment he landed in that guest house he knew that he was supposed to stay there for a few weeks mm. he told uh, swami he told the host sudam mm-hmm. krishna he said i cannot eat this food so what you do you get me some milk mm. and get me some fruits mm. don't serve me the food which you are giving everybody else mm. so though it was a little bit of a problem to arrange for that he said definitely sir i, I understand that you're you know very strict about this so sudam krishna had arranged that fruits and milk would be brought for mm-hmm. kamavadani it happened for two or three days you know this way and one day uh, when they were all sitting for food swami said why is kamavadani not joining us mm. okay and uh, swami said call him mm. so he came and he said kamavadani why are you not sitting with us for mm. food mm. so he said swami i cannot eat this food it's not been cooked by brahmins mm. so he said no no you sit you have with us mm. he said no swami i cannot have this food mm. is impure you know maybe he would have thought of all this mala and all these things in his mind when you were saying that and swami asked a very straightforward and stinging question i could say you know swami said what food is pure enough for me isn't it pure enough for you wow <laughs> okay sometimes we get carried away by right. dead habits <laughs> and in between chidambaram krishnan was trying to tell swami that swami don't, you don't uh, mm. force this too much it's not a problem i'll arrange for that you know it's something which he's following why do we have to change it mm. Swami said, "You don't come in between." Mm. Okay, and Swami looked at Kamavadani and said, "If you don't want to sit with me and eat, you can leave. Mm. You don't have to be here." Mm. And you know, uh, after that, uh, Chidambaram Krishna ran to Kamavadani and he said, "Sir, I will try to pacify Swami. You don't worry about it." And 
you know that is that is what comes out of being a sincere person who practices even mm. though it becomes a ritual mm. immediately kamadhan said no get a plate for me mm. he said this is more important for me than all the rituals he was a man who was mm. uh, 80 90 years of age and he had practiced this for a good few decades mm. but he said no I mean, Swami, what Swami being says with is, Swami is more mm. important for me, and he immediately said, "No, put a plate for me." Mm. And he sat and he began eating with Swami. Mm. And interestingly, you know, many years later, the same Kamavadani, mm. the uh, episode narrated by Gita Mohan Ram, mm. she says that Swami is in the middle of a conference, and he comes, breaks away from the conference, and brings Kamavadani to their house because he doesn't eat food which is made by others, and in the conference, he will not get this kind of food. Mm. He brings to Gita Mondram's house, and they cook for him. <laughs> the two the girls. little girls cook for him. You know the same Swami who was actually uh, telling him that you are following this uh, blind ritual mm. was protecting the ritual later because the moment you understand why you are doing it and you are you are clear about the priorities, then Swami himself is bent upon protecting that uh, thing which you've taken. I think all the rituals, like you know, it's more of cleanliness and it's more of uh, this partha shuddhi, patha shuddhi. Where in traditional houses, um, what should be done immediately after bath? You should cook, and you should not cook without having bath. I think it's 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 a combination of even physical cleanliness as well as good uh, healthy mind when you are cooking, so that the food itself is nutritious and uh, that way devoid of all this. <laughs> mala <laughs> that causes uh, distortion to the mind and of course the very strong point with which swami ends this clip which we played today is swami speaks about abhyasa the importance of practice and, you know he says that i don't uh, deny that this is all difficult but with practice anything can be achieved and swami gives the example of uh, i think the diamond right the more cuts the diamond is given the more it shines Correct, but of course the sloka which Swami quoted is "Shreya ho gyanam abhyasa." Right, what is the gyana? Gyanam vishishyate, gyanat karma phalatyaga, tyaga shati anantaram. So in that sloka it says, "Karma phalatyagam is the highest, giving up the ownership." Gyana higher than gyana or gyana both. Shreya ho gyanam abhyasa, gyanat gyanam vishishyate. Dhyanat karma phalatyaga tyagas shanti radantaram. So from Bhagavad Gita. Only. Yes. <laughs> right. In fact, I was just sharing with you yesterday. In one place, Swami asks, you know, why did Vivekananda go to Mother Goddess and ask for bhakti, jnana, and vairagya? Mm. You know, bhakti and jnana can be understood. I don't know whether I'm going to be a devotee or I'm going to be a jnani. Mm-hmm. So better, better ask for both. But you know, he asked for vairagya. Mm-hmm. And Swami says that vairagya is actually the fruit which comes even after jnana. When you have attained jnana, you are given the gift of vairagya, and that's why he asked for bhakti, jnana, and vairagya. Amazing. And uh, maybe the positive and encouraging thing with which we could end uh, today's episode is. Swami says, "Past is past. If you have not done any of this, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, he starts today, with that, right? And he says, uh, you can always start.'" Yes, and you always have hope. Correct. And maybe in that hopeful context, we could draw this episode to a close. So, dear listeners, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Shravana Mananam Nidhyasanam. We are dealing with the seventh discourse. Next week, we'll continue with this discourse. If you have any comments about this program, you have any suggestions, you can write to listener at radiosai dot org. 
Thanking Swami for this beautiful opportunity. This is Prem from Team Radio Sai and with me is Sai Prakash and Suresh Rao sir from Team Radio Sai. We offer our most humble pranams. Sai Ram, you just heard an episode of a radio series. Shravanam Mananam Nidityasanam That is, listen, reflect and absorb. This is a segment that is hosted live on Thursdays at 7.30pm by Radio Sai's Sai Prakash and Prem only on Asia's stream of Radio Sai Global Harmony. In today's episode, which was first broadcast live on 19th September 2013, Mr. Suresh Rao, a member of Radio Sai team, participated as a guest. The discourses undertaken for study in this program are from the series of discourses delivered as part of the summer course in Indian Culture and Spirituality 1990. The clips played today were from the discourse delivered on 25th May 1990. To listen to the next part of this program, tune in same time, same day next week. Please do write to us and let us know what you think about this program by writing to listener at radiosci.org. Thank you and Sai Ram from Prashanthi Nilayam.